0: Thank you for listening to Mailbox Money, your guided tour through safe, sacred, and speculative investing with a plan and a purpose to do more good with the newfound peace of mind. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Mailbox Money. I'm Jackson Wood, joined by my partner and my friend, Ryan Kruger. In today's episode, we are going to talk about bonds. Uh, bonds are a very interesting uh, investment strategy. It is something that, in mainstream media and news, doesn't get a ton of attention normally most of the time. However, this year, with the increasing of interest rates, there have been there's been a lot more talk than normal about bonds. And what we're going to do today in this episode is go over five points of how and why we would own a bond where we think they belong in a portfolio and at the end of the episode i'm going to show on the screen a chart that gets us excited typically bonds are boring uh they're not very exciting but this year in in the middle of this difficult market with interest rates going up i'm going to post a chart that will undoubtedly get you excited i suppose if you're nerdy like us it will get you really excited but the math um, the math looks really compelling here, and we're going to just kind of paint the picture of how exactly we believe to own bonds, how they fit in a portfolio, how we think about them, um, and why they, they actually have a place in our simple portfolio, our three S's. Um, and so I think with that, let's just kind of dive into kind of our first point here, Ryan, where let's just talk about how the bond market works and, and paint an overview pictures for the listeners and the people watching this on YouTube.
1: And I strongly encourage, we're going to break down the most complicated, 100 years, big, deep, wide liquid market here in 20 or 25 minutes. If you've never been interested or are an expert in bonds and everybody in between, I highly encourage, I don't think I've ever done this in our 39 or so episodes, strongly encourage upfront for everybody to hang in there because if there's one chart, and we're getting close to the nominations for our chart of the year, that would be the most beautiful, boring, and also the most exciting, biggest change. It's the same one. Um, that for the second time in my 26 year career, I'm excited to talk about this topic. And every time I'm reminded when we go over the simplest basic, which we'll do here at the beginning, all the way to a historically good opportunity to bank yourself and take out all of the smartest, smart money and middlemen and do this. For, and everything in between, I am um, excited to share this because I don't think it gets talked about enough. I'm constantly reminded with a simple piece of paper, an explanation with a pencil and the back of an envelope, which I still do to this day with sophisticated investors, that, wow, nobody's ever explained that to me. One of the reasons and conflicts of interest, if you're hearing about this for one of the first times, is there's not a lot of advisors or brokers or bankers that are able to buy and hold individual bonds for investors anymore. Everything's shoved in products and funds. And we're going to talk about that gigantic difference. And it's a choice. There's good and bad about each. Um, But for starters, what is all this noise? What is happening? And if you haven't heard or thought, and realized we well, start right off the bat that that bonds are down more than stocks this year as we are near the end of 2022 whenever you're listening to this and yet 99 percent of the discussion is on stocks and risk and sometimes the risk ain't what you think you know so it's what <laughs> you have no idea you should be worrying about and thinking about so i always like to draw on one page a bond when it is issued. And let's make this super simple. The federal government can issue bonds, treasuries or treasury agency bonds. Those are risk-free and all political conspiracy theories throw them out the window. You're going to get your money back. There's a whole lot of other things that could happen (laughs) in the world, but a treasury bond is safe. Um, And also municipal, local or state governments can issue Bonds. We're going to choose to avoid all the high-risk corporate bonds and all the derivatives and gremlins that keep getting hatched that are also called fixed income, but they have all sorts of risk and liquidity issues. So we're just going to focus on the simplest of the simple, a federal government bond or a state local municipal bond that can be tax-free. The government allows for the, as a school was just built across the street from our headquarters here in Texas, the federal government said it would be a good deal to build, good things like schools for the country, if we let the people that loan those governments the money, their interest could be tax-free. So that's the difference between a treasury bond that's taxable and a municipal bond that can be tax-free. This time last year, a five-year government treasury bond that was issued, and bonds are issued in increments of 1,000. So anybody who's ever told you, I don't have enough money to buy a bond, you gotta have $100,000 or a million, That's just not true. If you have a $25,000 bond, you actually have 25 bonds at 1,000 each. So the price par maturity value of 1,000. If a bond was issued last year, and if I wanna buy a new treasury bond that's gonna mature in five years, I'm gonna get paid 1% per year yield to maturity. Fast forward 12 months. A five-year treasury bond is now yielding 4%. So your next door neighbor who has the bond they bought for 1%, they're going to get all their money back in four years, no risk, but they're getting 1% per year. You now own, and you pay the thousand dollars a 4% bond. If your next door neighbor gets nervous or needs to or wants to sell, do you think they're getting their $1,000 back? more than a thousand or less than a thousand if they're offering for sale in the secondary market that's the bond market and the reason we want to take the time to explain this is this isn't quoted in the newspaper there aren't live feeds and looked at every tick but it's just as wide and liquid in some cases more than the stocks we all talk about so that one percent yielding bond in the secondary market if somebody needed to sell they're not going to get their thousand dollars back if i just bought one for 4%. So the price of a bond if you sold prior to maturity will go up or down. You don't have to sell it. Now some cases people are forced to sell it. If you own a fund or a hedge fund with leverage and they bought all these simple risk-free safe bonds, talk about the most popular plan out there, the 60/40 or some balanced fund allocation or folks just own some indexes and some bond funds, and you're told not to worry about it or hang in there. If those folks are forced to sell because they're getting redemptions, you could be down 30, 40, or more percent this year just in the price declines of supposedly the most conservative part of your allocation. And I don't think that was very well explained as they were being set up. So we just wanted to talk about the simple price When yields go up, existing bonds with lower yields, their current secondary market price if sold prior to maturity are going to go down. And the exact opposite occurred. For 35 straight years when yields kept declining, the prices of these older, longer dated bonds kept rising in value, I think, giving people false comfort in their 50-50, 60-40 blended fund allocations because they kept getting 10%, 15% total return on their bond portion. That's gone for probably the rest of our career. I just wanted to explain the simple price move with yield move. And what we've seen this year in 2022 is the most historical giant move in history. And I don't think it's getting enough attention because now it's affecting every other market. And we're going to share today what we are personally doing about it, and I did in my own account just this morning.
0: So two things pop into my mind when you're talking about that. And you know that I love taking the concepts that we discuss and and putting them into kind of this um, example of a personal portfolio or, or, you know, someone's Freedom Day portfolio. So imagine that you had done your financial planning perfectly. And you had saved way more money uh, than you thought that you were going to need. And you were able to be flexible on your withdrawal rate or what you're taking out of your portfolio. And you could handle, you know, potentially turning down, you know, your distributions if the market didn't behave, if you're using this kind of safe with 4% safe withdrawal rate is kind of your, your premise. Um, assuming that you took your money and invested into one of these bond funds, and assuming that you had the foresight to be very, very cautious and careful with your financial planning, and you did not get into a position where interest rates had come up and the, the value of your bond in the secondary market prior to maturity was less than you paid for it. So in the situation where you did not have to sell that bond early because something went wrong in your portfolio, the fact that these individuals are investing inside of a bond fund Your return and the loss that you could hypothetically have on your bond portfolio is at the mercy of every other holder of a fund, whether it's a mutual fund or an ETF. So even if someone had perfect financial planning and was very, very careful, they could see the value of their bond fund decline because some other shareholder of that fund panicked, needed money force the fund to sell prior to maturity, locking in that loss. And so when we talk about bonds, I want to be very clear. We're talking about individual bonds that we own uh, in client accounts. We are not talking about bond funds because even with perfect planning, being very careful, you're at the mercy of these other uh, holders of the fund that you're invested in. And that to me is something that nobody can plan for. There is no way to protect against that because there's thousands and hundreds of thousands of other shareholders that may panic and sell or, or just need to, to raise money. You mentioned hedge fund or, or some sort of structured product. those Their decisions can impact what your actual performance can look like. Um, and that, to me, is an additional risk that hardly anybody talks about, I and mean, I think it's worth spending at least a couple minutes. So what I so, are
1: talking about is, is, is when I started in this business, you go visit a fund manager and you ask them what do they like or what are they researching, stocks or bonds, and what are they working on, and what do they think their best idea was. Today, the first thing they do when they show up is look at additions or redemptions, that the investor behavior is dictating whether they're going to be a buyer or a seller that day. That's something to really think about with traditional mutual funds. Um, So when they're getting redemptions, they are forced sellers in a declining market, either stocks or bonds. Bonds just don't get talked about as much. And the movement in bonds, to give you an idea just to put the numbers on, as we sit here in October of 2022 and the stock market decline has captured everybody's attention. And the S&P is down 16%. The simplest, safest, supposedly conservative bond fund, benchmark treasury, TLT is down twice as much. So the treasury bond ETF down 33% year to date. So I share, and, and you know, you just mentioned, Jackson, one of the problems when it's inside of a fund or product of investor behavior, and it's the biggest one. My biggest problem is also, I want to know what I own. So the lack of transparency, there may be lower quality, and we're just getting to the part of the market where people are going to have a hard time paying back their money, type talks about return on their money. When I want to talk safe money, I want to talk about return of my money. So there are lower quality, high yield, they call them junk bonds sometimes, that are in a lot of these bond funds, where managers were stretching to get the yield they promised and they know their investors were clamoring for, that they're going to be defaults sitting inside some of their accounts. So quality, transparency, and then to juice those returns, a lot of them use leverage. And that exacerbates, and thus, 30% declines can be significantly more than they have been this year. Um, so. What's the good news and and the better way? And this is beautifully boring. There's no secret, there's no crystal ball. I don't have a prediction. My my biggest pet peeve on this side of financial planning since we started is that some of what we just talked about has been called nothing but conservative allocation. And some people even ask, well, how how do you feel about risk? Would you want more conservative? I have a problem with that. I don't want my doctor to ever ask me what am I feeling like before treatment. I need to know exactly what you're doing, brother. (laughs) And right or wrong, that's what I wanna do. I'm relying on you. Don't ask me if I feel like a bigger shot Um, because I'm probably not gonna give the best answer. I don't want any of this to be about feelings. Um, So that conservative allocation and all the different versions of fixed income that's shoved in that, I think is more misleading and bigger risks than the supposedly risk side of these 60-40 blended portfolios and allocations um, so that's why we call and i give jackson the credit for our simple portfolio which is safe sacred and speculative and each one of those accounts are completely walled off from another And safe should mean truly safe, not conservative or kind of sort of and probably fixed income until you lose 33 percent of your safe. is safe. It's cash. It's insured deposits. It's treasuries. It's triple A rated tax free municipal bonds. Um, That is my biggest suggestion for anybody listening this on their own. They don't have to have a guide. We're going to dive into the weeds here and pop the hood on exactly what we do. And I'm just going to use myself, as I always do, as an example here in a second. And I will say, though, this is a little bit more difficult because the markets haven't made individual bond ownership as easy as stocks and ETFs. So there's a lot of folks that need and want sophisticated guides because the math here is extraordinarily compelling if you cut out all these middlemen and are able to own these in your own account. And for anybody, let me dispel one other myth. Oh, tax-free bonds are just for the ultra wealthy. Well, the name of our blog on our website is a tip of the cap to why I escaped Wall Street and, frankly, didn't enjoy a lot of the antics of the ultra-wealthy. And I just like and, and um, could look closer to the merely wealthy, as I politely call them. The fact that some of them have crept up with simple playbooks into ultra-high-net-worth wealthy through a little luck and hard work, that's okay. Uh, they're the same people. So I want to dispel that myth. Anybody who would prefer paying fewer taxes... And prefer having something that's risk-free safe in their portfolio is eligible there is no minimum so when i say my biggest simplest piece of advice to anybody whether they are starting as a kid i have this in my college account my teenagers own one of these and i have 100 year olds that own one of these my best simplest advice that stays most consistent throughout that is to bank yourself. If all you do is take the bank paying you next to nothing on your savings, your safe money, and everybody should have a lot of that, by the way, don't invest money that you're going to need to eat on. But what you can allocate outside of cash reserves, when I say bank yourself, and just if all you did was buy the exact same bonds, treasuries and tax-free municipal bonds that the bank is buying, they're just keeping all the interest to themselves, and you cut out that middleman and own them directly in your own account. I I know that's not exciting investing, but I'll give you a couple numbers here that are life changing right now. Um, And if if I can't get excited about that, I, I think you're doing this wrong. And by the way, if something in your portfolio, a large allocation is not growing substantially, you're doing this right. If everything is moving around a lot, bad idea, bad clue, you need to have some safe money. So that's what I mean by bank yourself. And by the way, this works, I think what, what planners, again, back to the doctor analogy, too, too many people try to custom fit and it's gonna be tailored for you know, your college saving, your retirement saving, your house It's like, you know what, if the worst thing that happens to me is that I have a little bit of extra tax-free income coming in, I actually own this for a college account. If my kid gets a scholarship and I end up, and I have it in my name, and my wife, so that it's not in the kids. That's a great problem to have. Yeah. If they need it, and if I can get the rates we're talking about here in a second for safe money, college, I can't delay college. I, I can't, I don't have time in the market to recover from another bear market. I like having some safe money. And by the way, tax-free is better than any tax deferral 529 strategy. So again, I don't own any of those products personally. They can and have their place in some planning sleeves. If my kids don't have any wealthy grandparents, that's one good use of 529s for me. It's that simple tax-free bond next to some of the dividend payers that we talk about on other episodes, and that's it. And if that is a simple cash reserves account and banking yourself, and that's just your saved money, it accomplishes that too. If you're thinking about retirement income, same account man, let's talk about the rates for somebody and i'm a my favorite myth to dispel we picked on the safe withdrawal rate you mentioned it earlier this four percent extraordinarily complicated rule that even the godfather the author himself says was not supposed to be a rule and it is not working and it may not work for all sorts of different reasons what if i told you that risk-free you could slay that entire dragon in your safe account alone So I just this morning, because I happen to be actively managing my own bond account where I purchased another AAA-rated school bond in Texas, I just did the numbers so we could look and we'll share this, and the average from one year all the way to 12 years is in excess right now of 4% tax-free yield to maturity on triple A rated Texas municipal bonds. And by the way, we have clients in every state. Even after some have state income tax, Texas bonds are a better net even for them. So we buy it and it's triple A rated and insured just to make the numbers simple. So why is that important? Why is that exciting? Well, the supposedly safe withdrawal rate is gross. That 4%, most folks have retirement accounts that they're pulling 4% out of a 401k or an IRA. Well, by the time that 4% gets to your bank account, you've had to pay income tax on that 4% withdrawal. So that ain't 4% anymore. Right? So if you follow this simple math, the taxable equivalent yield or the gross apples to apples compared to that withdrawal rate of these beautifully boring AAA rated bonds that I just bought another one myself, the average of those 12 years that I just recalculated in the top income bracket which a lot of folks are in and by the way tax free works in any income bracket <laughs> zero is better but in a top federal income bracket just to make this number simple the taxable equivalent yield that average of that simple bond ladder I just looked at one and we're going to share all this on the website is now at 6.3% if that muni was taxable. So the taxable equivalent yield, after you pay taxes on 6.3, you'd be net 4%. So 6%, a little more, risk-free compared to 4% with all sorts of risk and confusion. Before taxes, you have just given yourself a 50% pay raise, and most importantly to me, taken questions and doubt out at a time in our history when they are growing. And for some folks, and I think this is a good thing, they're being confronted with and they're thinking about these questions that they should have asked a long time ago. That's what we're here to do. We're gonna unpack and open the playbook. That is a historically good opportunity and a huge advantage of using these crowds' fears and what they've done to bonds in the secondary market and the interest rate fears and using that to your advantage, in my humble opinion, that
0: math agrees with you know it's the it's the first time in in my career that I have actually been very excited about the yields in the safe money category. And while what what's interesting to me is that while everybody is panicked about rates going up, if you view the opportunity through this lens of the simple portfolio, this is an opportunity to put money to work in the safe category that we have not seen for 15, 20 years, right? For as long as I've been working in the industry. Um, And if you think about just the peace of mind that you get a 6.3 tax equivalent yield on safe money, right? So think about that. If that's how your portfolio is allocated, are you worried too much about what's going on in the sacred category if stocks are having a difficult year? Or are you worried too much about what's going on in the speculative? Right. This is we, – we've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, this is how you build a portfolio so that you don't have scared money. And scared money leads to disaster.
1: And, and we're trying, and I hope, if this sounds new or, gosh, if, if – my hope is that nobody is sitting here thinking, gosh, well, I wish I'd have known this before. Kid, this is historically the best time to ever hear this for the first time. So yes. why haven't we heard or why don't we talk about this more often? And you are not alone. The most I'll give you another wild stat that I actually find hard to believe this year. Um, but some of these simple secrets are hiding in plain sight. And for a lot of reasons, like when I started in this business, the bond desk at the custodians where we safeguard our money were giant football-sized floors of hundreds and hundreds of really smart, hardworking people. Those departments are one or two or three people now in their apartment. (laughs) When interest rates declined for 35 straight years down to next to nothing, they were eliminated. There aren't any brokers or advisors that are cold calling people with good bonds anymore that all of a sudden are a great idea. This may be the most uncrowded counter trend idea, but it's not exotic and there's no more risk. So here's an amazing fact that actually surprised me a little bit. So at no time in history have more people had a higher cash allocation. And that's not just people with money or the average investor, that goes for the top 50% of household net worth in the country, all the way to the top 1%. Even the top 1% are more confused than they have ever been. And you can see that by their highest allocation. And Some people may say, hey, Ryan, that's smart. You should have a lot of cash. And I agree, I think you should have cash. But I think it's people that don't know an alternative that you could right now today get considerably more interest on just that cash reserves piece because nobody's explaining it. We wanted to do that, um, and we're excited to do that. And before we invest a nickel at risk in the sacred, our mailbox money, the rising dividends, or speculative, which we'll have an episode coming up next on that, we're just big believers no matter what. there's to be safe money. And to get everything you can out of that safe money without stretching for yield and taking risk or leverage or concentration, and to go from next to nothing on a bank account to a taxable equivalent yield of 6%, I'm an equity guy. I'm a dividend growth manager, and I get excited about that.
0: <laughs> Me too. It, it's it's fun to be excited about this, um, and, and I, I see this as a tremendous opportunity. If anybody has any questions, would like to reach out and schedule a call with Ryan and I, please shoot us an email, team at freedomdaysolutions.com. I did want to give a quick shout out to those of you that have reached out to us. Uh, I have an appointment tomorrow with someone that reached out. We certainly appreciate it, and we're more than willing to jump on a Zoom call or a phone call with with any of you. And if you want to learn more about our firm and read Ryan's blog, you can visit freedomdaysolutions.com. And with that, we will see you all next week.
1: This show is brought to you by Freedom Day Solutions, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm advising
0: individuals and families nationwide. Performance is not guaranteed and past results are not necessarily indicative of future performance. To learn more, visit freedomdaysolutions.com. This show contains general information that is not suitable for everyone and was shared for informational
1: purposes only. Any forward-looking statement or opinion expressed is subject to change without notice. Nothing contained herein constitutes investment, legal, tax, or other advice, nor is it to be relied on in making investment or other decisions. Clients of Freedom Day Solutions may hold
0: positions in the securities discussed.